We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday to you. Rashini Rajkumar here along with Dr. David Hilden. It is the first Sunday in March, and we have a lot to get into today as we talk about traumatic brain injury and taking your calls and texts. I'll remind people that we promise you we'll get to you if you call us, 651-989-9226. We will do our best to get you if, if you text us, and we suggest that you keep even those texts brief so that we can get it out there and get your answers. And before we introduce our special guest today, uh, Dr. Hilden, it's been another week of uh, people asking a lot of questions about this vaccine, uh, the different phases of it. I know if we have time at the end of the show today, we'll take some questions on that. But do you want to just give us a quick update from uh, Hennepin Healthcare? Absolutely. And good morning, Rashini. And good morning to all of you. Thank you so much for joining us on our show this morning for another hour of uh, locally programmed help here in the upper Midwest health and wellness. Yeah, it's been a heck of a week in, in COVID land for different reasons than we were, than we were talking about months ago. Uh, we have a new vaccine. The vaccines hit the 1 million mark. 1 million Minnesotans have uh, received at least one dose of the vaccine and cases remain low. Although, you know, we always talk about numbers, in this whole COVID thing and uh, how many cases, how many deaths, how many this, that, or the other things. And, and uh, you know, I admitted, or I didn't personally admit, but, you know, we admitted yet another person just this past weekend who was um, a healthy person and uh, ended up on a ventilator uh, with, with COVID that he, that he got um, out in the community. And uh, so that person's quite sick and, and, you know, there's, there's always a face to the, to the COVID cases. So I always like to remember that there's a face and a name and a story and he's going to do okay. Um, that the one I'm referring to is going to do okay. But I, but in my job, I, I see the, the people who have it and I see their families. And so it's a, it's a, it's a good week, I think in, in, in the story of COVID because this third vaccine is effective. It is just as good as the other two for preventing um, the things we care about, which is serious disease and death. And uh, it is um, out there and we're going to have a, enough of them. So I'm really kind of optimistic about that. Um, and also, what the heck, it was a beautiful sunny day in Minnesota this past uh, week. I don't know if you got out, Rashini, but I got a, I got a run around Lake Harriet. I wasn't the only one out there, but it was a beautiful day for a run. So you got to like the, the early spring weather. 
You got to love it. It was beautiful. I actually ran with my running team in the morning at 8 a.m. I got in seven miles. It felt so good. And you know what felt really good, Dr. Hilden, is not to be freezing every little part of me, like my fingertips or my nose or the wind on my face. It was really pretty lovely out there. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. You know, the sun is shining and, and um, it is just a, it's just a beautiful time to be outside. I, we have a maple tree in our front yard. I can start to see the sap. My wife had actually suggested that we uh, we tap our maple tree for syrup. I said, I think you need like 40 gallons of that sap to make about a half a cup of syrup. So I don't know if we're going to do that, but uh, it's just spring is in the air, and we're, and that's really kind of fun. Today, we're going to talk about uh, traumatic brain injury. Now, a lot of people maybe don't know that medical term of uh, traumatic brain injury. And it's basically a concussion. When it's mild, we call that a concussion. And that might be a term that people know much more. So if your child um, plays sports or perhaps um, uh, you've had a, you're an older adult and you've had a fall and hit your head uh, or any of the above. Um, uh, you could, so concussion and traumatic brain injury can happen to all ages for a number of, of causes. And we're going to talk about that because March is Traumatic Brain Injury Awareness Month. And so I'm, uh, we're going to have a good conversation with someone who knows way more about this than I do. That is uh, Min Jong Park Graf. Dr. Graf is the chair of the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, and she is the medical director of our outpatient traumatic brain injury program at Hennepin. So after our break in just a minute or two, we will get to Dr. Graf and hear her expertise about concussion and take your calls and texts. You know, I had a guest on my show who herself was a is a traumatic brain injury survivor. She, she slipped on the ice. February was her seven-year anniversary of the injury. She's gone on to become an advocate and, and really trying to help people living with this. And she was talking about, Dr. Hilden, how... Uh, traumatic brain injury, yes, a concussion is one of those, but there are so many things that fit under that label of traumatic brain injury. And uh, people, I think, maybe even are living with them and not even aware of it. Yeah, I think that's the case. And um, at Hennepin Healthcare, we have just an outstanding TBI, that's the short term, TBI program um, for for getting the services that people need to live out in their community and live uh, the most independent life they can. So we're going to be talking about that as well uh, with Dr. Graf in just a moment. All right. Want to remind you, we're already getting some texts, uh, getting some COVID texts too. Save those folks for later in the show so that I can see them. They pop up on the text screen right on top. So we will take all traumatic brain injury questions and texts. You can call us, text us 651-989-9226. We'll meet our special guest when Healthy Matters returns. We are back on Healthy Matters. Rashini Rajkumar with you, along with Dr. David Hilden from Hennepin Healthcare. Our topic today, traumatic brain injury. We are taking your calls and texts, 651-989-9226. But first, Dr. Hilden, why don't you introduce our special guest? Thank you, Rashini. We have Dr. Min Graf. She is the chair of the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehab at Hennepin Healthcare and the medical director of the Traumatic Brain Injury Program. Min, good to have you. Thanks for coming on a Sunday morning. Good morning, Dr. Hilden. 
who had an impairment from injuries like a spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury, stroke, amputation, and a variety of the other injuries. Um, that is what our specialty is about. So you, you do both inpatient care in rehab centers, and then you have, a, at least at Hennepin, we have a large outpatient program as well. So um, tell me a little bit about what we are doing at Hennepin in your department about Traumatic Brain Injury Awareness Month, and why do we even have to have a TBI Awareness Month? Yes, yeah, so um, yeah, so March is the you know TBI uh, Traumatic Brain Injury Awareness Month, and we are doing a lot of uh, virtual brain injury um, awareness month events at uh, and Hennepin Healthcare. So just to um, introduce uh, introduce them, um, we have a virtual visit um, with the Minnesota legislators. Uh, to learn about the Hennepin Healthcare's legislative agenda. And also we have another virtual event with a TBI program um, social worker just talk about how collaborative partnership is in, important um, to um, improve the you know uh, recovery of traumatic brain injury students. Um, and also we have a TBI grand rounds that talk about actually the uh, young men after severe TBI hearing from the uh, all the uh, people who took care of them, and also uh, from him and also his parents as well. So we have a lot of exciting uh, virtual events uh, going on you, this month. You do have a lot going on that I've been told. I want to just tell listeners, if you want to learn anything um, sparks your interest or you have more questions about TBI or the treatment program at Hennepin, there's a place you can go. I'll say that right now. It's hennepinhealthcare.org. You just go online to hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month for all kinds of information, not only in this month of March, but all always. So let's talk a little bit about the nitty gritty, man. What is the deal with TBI? What are the main causes of traumatic brain injury? And if you could tell us a little bit about what's a concussion. Yeah, so the most common cause um, of TBI is falls. Um, most of people may say that it is motor vehicle accident, but actually it falls about 50% of them. And actually, the, this fall is the most common cause of TBI in the youngest age group, uh, age of four and younger, and also in the older group, uh, six, five years uh, and older. And concussion is um, change in normal brain function that is caused by the external force to your brain. Um, it can be either a bump, blow, or jolt to your brain, um, and then they can cause, uh, you know, the, uh, a lot of symptoms uh, that shows the brain dysfunction. So you're, you're talking just the, the the number one cause is falls just from like walking or slipping on the ice, or does it have to be a bigger fall than that? No, it doesn't have to really, you know, uh, fall from heights. Um, most of the falls we are, uh, you know, uh, we see it's just like, you know. Um, fall from standing, even like, you know, fall even from the chair. So it doesn't have to be really uh, significant. Any type of fall can cause concussion. 
So if I have fallen or a loved one has fallen or my husband or my wife has fallen at home and perhaps hit their head, how do, what kind of symptoms might they have? And how would I know that I need to seek help? So there are a few things when you know, we want to look for. Um, one of them is, you know, if they were like unresponsive, you know, if they, if they look unresponsive, they are not responding to you, they're kind of like froze and not moving. That's one of the signs that, you know, definitely that impact caused some brain dysfunction. Another thing is people may not notice, may not remember what just happened. And that is another sign. So that is really important to watch. And another thing, they may feel kind of confused or dazed, you know, uh, they kind of feel stunned. That is another sign that they probably may have a concussion. Um, but after that, they also have a whole list of symptoms like, you know, like headaches or dizziness, light sensitivity, no sensitivity. Some people may feel really irritable, more emotional, um, have some blurred vision. And some people may feel like they have some kind of brain fog or, you know, kind of slow in thinking. So those are all the things that they want to watch. And then they have to look for medical attention if they have one of those. Is that the same as a concussion then? I, mean, I, I think people know the term concussion, particularly around like sports for kids and young adults and, and adults, just sports. Is that what a concussion is? Yeah, that is what the concussion is. But it is hard to tell if more um, – yeah, it, it, what I just said, uh, like, you know, like not responding well, kind of being confused, if those periods are really short, those are more, you know, uh, tell that the patient concussion. But if they are more longer, more severe, probably, you know, now, now we are getting into more, um, more, uh, um, worse, like severe uh, form of the TBI. So that you know, they definitely will need a further, you know, like a test or you know, further evaluation for that. Dr. Graff, I was reading in the paper this morning here in the in the Minnesota Minneapolis paper, the Star Tribune, um, about uh, Mark Pavlich. Now, I'm old enough to remember the Miracle on Ice hockey team that uh, that won in Lake Placid, and um, uh, there's a story just today about him and his. Uh, he has uh, unfortunately died he, um, uh, now, but he had ongoing problems um, with his thinking. And it's been attributed to chronically getting your head banged banged around playing hockey. Um, and so we hear about this a lot in sports, especially the contact sports like hockey and football and, and basketball. But I've also heard it, it's a big deal in soccer and the like. Could you talk just briefly about the effects of getting your head banged around in youth sports? And what might we do to make that safer, particularly for younger athletes? Yeah. Um... Younger, uh, you know, people are more vulnerable to injury like this because their brain is not as mature as, you know, yours and mine uh, or, or adults. Uh, oh, I don't so know if anybody would say my brain is mature, uh, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, um, so, you know, um, so even like one, most of the people after concussion, they get better, you know, 85% of people are known to be, you know, like a recover, like completely, but, you know, there are more studies coming out that, you know, just one concussion can, you know, can cause, you know, like chronic conditions. So um, especially in the younger um, population, it's really important to, uh, you know, play sports really safely. 
actually playing sports is really healthy. You know, you want kids to be more active and, you know, there's a lot of exercise, social interaction. But at the same time, it's so important to, you know, wear safety measures, you know, like a protect gears and helmets and things like that. And then just to, you know, get evaluated once you have a concussion. That's so important. That's so once you know that you have concussion, you have to be pulled out of the sport and then getting back to sports more safely. So that's kind of the key. We are talking to Dr. Min Graf. She is the chairperson of the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation at Hennepin Healthcare. We're talking about tra- traumatic brain injury and concussion. When we come back from our break, I'm going to ask her more about the long-term effects of getting uh, a mild brain injury, the repeated effects of what, what people might expect as, um, as they get older if they've had multiple concussions. So much information, lots of questions. Texts are already coming in. Phone and text lines are open, 651-989-9226. We'll get back to those when we return. My head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. And you do have a brain, and we are focusing on that today. Brain health, traumatic brain injury. We have, of course, your host, Dr. David Hilden, along with me, Rashini Rajkumar, and our special guest today, Dr. Min Park Graf. Thank you so much to both of you doctors. Very great information. And Dr. Hilden, I know that uh, you have some special information before we get into calls and texts. Indeed, I do, Rashini. Welcome, um, everybody, to the show. If you're just tuning in, we are speaking about traumatic brain injury this morning. Um, you might know the term concussion. That is something we've been talking about. And to help us out, we have somebody who knows infinitely more than I do about the subject. We have Dr. Min Graf, who is the chairperson of the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. I just do have to say that uh, this isn't my department at the hospital. I'm an internal medicine doctor, so although I'm biased because I think Hennepin's the greatest, I don't work for this department. But I have to tell you that the Traumatic Brain Injury Program at Hennepin is outstanding. It is one of the largest in the state of Minnesota, and I'm going to ask Dr. Graf that in just a second. But the facilities are incredible. More importantly, the doctors and the the pathologists, um, the speech pathologists, the occupational therapists, the physical therapists, all the people that work with you, um, the social workers, um, the nurses are outstanding. And if you want more information about what I would call one of the premier programs um, in the region, Go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month. So go into your favorite browser and just type, all, all is one word, hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month. And you can learn a lot more about traumatic injury and the program at Hennepin. So Dr. Graf, I'm going to bring it back to you and, and kind of do a follow-up question to what I had asked you earlier. If people get one, you said most people get better with a concussion, like 80, 85% of people with a mild brain injury get better, but others have ongoing symptoms. Can you answer this question about longer-term effects? Are there longer-term effects from getting a concussion? Yes, still, uh, there's no uh, evidence that, you know, the concussion itself is directly related to, like, you know, like uh, people are worried about Alzheimer's or dementia, things like that. Um, but it, there are some per, some people that who really actually get a lot of help from our program is that um, for some people, uh, the mild TBI or concussion is not actually mild. They, they, you know, some people suffer from this like their lifelong. Um, so it's kind of more chronic condition than just like one event. So that's why 
our program is really helping just to, uh, you know, the brain is very complex so that it involves, it's like a teamwork to make you better. Um, so uh, some people have long lasting symptoms like a fatigue and still like, you know, cannot think well, and then they need to like learn more strategies to, you know, to be able to, you know, work or go back to school, uh, function better. So, um, so, you know, um, I would like to stress that, you know, if you continue to suffer from these things, you can get help. Um, All right. We're going to go to our phone and text lines. Remember, 651-989-9226. Jim is on from Isanti. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Say, i got a couple questions for you. First one is, uh, me, when we were a kid, uh, when I was a kid, I, I can remember ice skating. And sometimes if your feet would go out from underneath you and you'd hit your head hard on the ice that it would, you'd see stars. Is that some kind of a, uh, was concussion of some sort, is that? That's an interesting question, Jim, and, and Dr. Graf. We often see, like, in, even in cartoons and, and on TV, someone hits their head and they see stars. Jim's question is a good one. What, what do you say to him? Yeah, um, if you think stars, that can be one of them. It doesn't mean that everybody with that would, uh, I cannot say that everybody with that, you know, like seeing stars had a concussion, but definitely that can cause a possibly. Uh, so it's definitely, it's important to, uh, you know, get checked out by the doctors, specialists. I remember ice skating down at Pearl Park on Diamond Lake Road in Portland. Pearl Park, that, that was my home park, and I think I bonked my head on the ice because I was a bad hockey player. So I remember I would, <laughs> I, I would hit my head on the ice too. That's a Minnesota way to get a brain injury just to bonk your head on the ice. All right, some several texts coming in. This person says, my neighbor has a nine-year-old child whose father had a TBI. What resources do you suggest to assist with explaining the condition to the child? Yeah, that's very uh, tricky. <laughs> that's really, you know, the hard question. Um, definitely, you know, uh, especially, you know, the the people who have to take care of their child, if they're really suffering from the brain injury or concussion, any type of brain injury will, is really having a hard time. So um, definitely, you know, uh, you would want to, you know, come to the specialist and get help. And then actually, we also have, uh, you know, the psychologist actually who does some, some type of, you know, like a, sometimes like couple therapy or actually helping the family you know, after they suffer from the concussion, they their whole you know family dynamic changes, and then they really struggling. So they kind of like helping how to, uh, you know, uh, cope with that with the family members as well. So, um, I think that Min? you know you have to get help for that. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Graf, what do you do to help people at the TBI program? What do you do to help them function at home? I mean, they come into you and. And like, they're, how do you know that they're safe at home to do things just around their own home? Yeah, exactly. So once you come to the, our TBI outpatient program, you are evaluated by the, you know the TBI specialist, like providers, and then we kind of like do really comprehensive examination. And then you know, depending on what they're struggling with, you know, we have a speech language pathologist, just like Dr. Hilden uh, mentioned. Uh, they are helping with uh, you know the, your thinking. They teach a lot of strategies how you can improve your thinking skills and some people have um uh some people may have like dizziness and balance issues and then you know usually physical therapists can, can help with that 
and we also have the uh, some people may struggle, you know, with the, uh, you know, going back to their own work and um, doing their daily activities, and the occupational therapy can help with that as well. So, we uh, based on you know what they're struggling with, we have a really well designed um, you know treatment plan that can help them function better in the home setting. I would like to point out that the important thing is, though, in the past, you know, we we told the patients that you have to rest, not doing anything until you get better, but that's not the case. It's actually really important that you have to be a little bit active as tolerated after you take a two to three days of uh, some rest. So uh, we just, you know, really guide them how to get back to their own life more uh, safe in a safe way. That's interesting that you, just like every other part of your body, if you don't use it, you know, that's not as good. I, I That's an interesting recommendation that you're saying now, because I remember in the past, we told people who had a concussion, don't do anything. You know, just sit around. You know, you know, just just basically, don't don't do a whole lot. Now you're saying be active again. That's an important tip. After a couple of days of rest, it's better to get back into it. All right, I want to get us back into the text screen because we have several uh, in the little time we have with Dr. Graf. This person says, when I was a kid, I may have had three concussions. One time I lost the memory for a full day, fell on the ice, hit my head. Number two, had hit hard by a wooden toboggan. And the third, I was hit in the head during football. My ears started ringing and still do. I am now 63. Could these injuries affect me still to this day? Dr. Graf? Yes. Um, yeah, you, some people may have, you know, uh, those, uh, you know, symptoms from the injuries that you had in the, and when you're younger, um, definitely, I would say that you may still have some effects from the younger uh, when, you know, the injuries that you had when, like, oh, uh, many years ago. Um, but I, I would like to stress that, you know, it's more important how, what kind of lifestyle you have after the injury um, you know, as I said, being active as tolerates the most important thing and aerobic exercises at least 30 minutes uh, a day, five days a week, and also getting enough sleep, good restful sleep is very, very important. At least seven hours of sleep every day. Uh, when you're actually asleep, that's when your brain is really working hard to actually clear all these like toxic proteins that are accumulated during the day. So, Having, you know, like a healthy lifestyle is actually really important just to overcome, you know, all the um, the long-term effects that you might have from the, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the injury you might, you had like a long, many, many years ago. All right. This text came in even before the show started today, so I want to get to it. Can multiple concussions cause lasting mental health issues? Yeah, actually, not like a multiple concussion, and even actually one concussion causes mental issues as well. So um, it's very important to, uh, you know, um, seek help if you are more emotional, irritable, um, you know, just to, you know, uh, you can always uh, work with a psychologist who can help you how to cope with, uh, you know, the your mood that may impact your, actually, your your mood can, you know, cause more pain, you know, it, um, it can cause you know, like your brain slow, it impacts your daily activities. So um, definitely you need to, uh, you will benefit from working with a psychologist for that. Okay, Dr. Graf, this person asks, what's the difference between TBI and CTE? Yeah, so TBI is, as I said, um, you know, uh, changing your normal brain function from the, you know, the physical force to your brain. 
um, CTE is, um, it is still, we are learning about it. CTE means uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. It is found among those, especially, you know, the sports players who had a multiple repetitive uh, concussions, but still, you know, we can diagnose it after they pass away. And then once they look at actually brain, that's how they can diagnose it. Um, and then um, people who have multiple brain injuries, not all of them can, can get CTE. So um, at this time, there are not that much I can talk about CTE because we cannot diagnose it, you know, after they are actually passed away. <laughs> So I bet there's tons of research, and there's I know there's a lot of talk about CTE, particularly in professional athletes. But that's interesting that you can't really diagnose it while someone's still alive. Um, that exactly. brings up the, my 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 story about the U.S. hockey player uh, Mark Pavlich. So um, that that's kind of timely that we're talking about that today. We are talking with Dr. Min Graf, who is the chair of the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehab at Hennepin Healthcare. It is Traumatic Brain Injury Awareness Month. And we're going to be out of time, uh, Dr. Graf. So I want to thank you for doing all the heavy lifting this morning and helping us out to learn about this important topic. Thank you so much for, yeah, I'm happy. I was really uh, happy to be here. All right, yes, thank you so much, Dr. Graf. We have one more segment with uh, Healthy Matters today. Dr. Hilden and I will be back. We will continue to take your calls and texts, 651-989-9226. There are a couple more still uh, on the concussion topic that I know Dr. Hilden can handle, plus we have some COVID and other health questions. All that's when Healthy Matters returns. That's what I love about Sunday. Sing along as the choir sways. This is one of the best things about Sunday. Rashini and Dr. Hilden back with you on Healthy Matters. And remember, next weekend is daylight saving time, so set your clocks ahead before you go to bed Saturday so you don't miss this show from 7 to 8. We are talking about traumatic brain injuries today, but now in the final minutes, Dr. Hilden will take your questions on a number of topics. So let's go back to the text and the phone lines, doctor. Interesting question here. Whiplash injuries sometimes occur with concussions. How do you sort out the headache from the whiplash from the concussion injury? And do you at Hennepin Healthcare work with other specialists in uh, the TBI center? Indeed, we have specialists from across the spectrum of care. Dr. Graff is the director of a program that includes um, doctors, including neurologists, rehab doctors, surgeons, your primary care doctor. There are therapists of all kinds, including occupational therapists, physical therapists, um, speech pathologists. There are social workers. There are nurses who are just very skilled at this. So yes, if you have had a mild brain injury, go to hennepinhealthcare.org um, and look up the TBI program. Uh, also, this uh, texter talked about um, whiplash. Yeah, that is when your neck gets hyperextended, and it means it, it snaps forward and backward, and the ligaments get um, strained or torn or sprained in your neck. That If you have any neck injury at all, any neck injury from any cause you need to be you need to seek care because you can't that that neck is protects your spinal cord and of course it protects your entire brain it holds it up so make sure you get care don't bend your neck don't turn it if you're having a neck injury lie flat lie still and get help all right some really great questions coming in on the text line then we'll go to the phones is there research which which supports a link to chemical dependency issues and concussions in youth which may alter their developing brains. 
That's a great question that I'm not going to have a great answer to. Um, about um, youth development of the brain and, and brain injury is a very um, uh, big area of research, and, and especially how to prevent it and how to treat that and how to, how to advise coaches. So all I can say now is that get your kid out of the game if they're having a, uh, if they had any kind of brain injury. Um, and, and, but the, the connection with substance use, I don't have that. Can answer. you share your website one more time so people might yeah. go there? Yeah, thanks, Virginia. It's, it's hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month. Okay. This person says, are TBI services from Hennepin Healthcare available via telehealth for those who live too far away to attend services in person? Absolutely. We have telehealth available to all our patients, um, and that's a great way to reconnect uh, with your, your care team. So, yeah. that, yes. All right. Jim has been holding from Ham Lake. Hi, Jim. Jim, hi. Uh, just in regards to the virus shot, when you go back for your second one, is that the same dosage as the first one? Hey, Jim. It, 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 oh, I'm sorry. It is indeed the same dose. So uh, it's the same dose and the same brand. So if you got um, if you got Pfizer three weeks later you get another Pfizer Moderna four weeks later you get another Moderna and fortunately if you got the J and J you don't have to come back for a second one. All right, and Sheldon, if you could keep your question quick or brief, he's calling from St. Michael. I received my second Moderna shot and three days later got a rash the size of a dinner plate on my right side above the hip. Uh, I put on topical uh, uh, Benadryl, and is that common? No, uh, rashes are not common, um, and is uh, you could be having a little bit of a, a reaction to that. I don't even know if it's related to the vaccine, however. Um, uh, it is possible. Anything's possible, but allergic reactions to the vaccine are very uh, uncommon. Immune reactivity things are common. And that well, by that I mean a sore arm is common, a headache is common, mild fever is common, some aches and pains are common. Rashes are less common. Um, that's more of not an immune response, but an allergic response. I'm not saying impossible, but it's less common. Take a little Benadryl. I bet it goes away. Um, if it does not, uh, call your doctor, of course. But I think that uh, that should be just a mild um, problem that won't bother you um, into the future. And I would still get your next shot. All right, way to go to this listener combining our weekly topic today with COVID and asks, what impact did COVID have on the brain, if any, and how may that create balance issues and or cognition issues? We are seeing long-term effect of COVID. It's not just in your lungs. So um, people often say, well, I didn't, I don't care if I get COVID. Geez, uh, you know, most people don't get sick and die from it. Yeah, but people are getting chronic symptoms. They're getting heart inflammation. And they are getting some kind of a weird brain fog. And that is not a medical term, but that's what patients are saying. It's like for weeks, I'm fatigued, I'm tired, and my brain doesn't seem quite as sharp. We don't have a lot of real information to give you about that because we simply don't know yet, other than to say that people are experiencing some kind of fogginess in their brain. And I hope to learn much more about that in the coming years. All right. This person says, my wife and I had to wait 482 minutes on hold last week for COVID shot. Where the H can we get better service? So I wanted to share that. They're obviously frustrated, Doc. I love that text because you're right. I'm with you 100% of the way. It does um, we, we ought to be able to get um, this thing out uh, to people without having you wait that long. 
I don't have a good answer of why that is, but you, you're right. We um, fortunately in Minnesota, the, the the distribution is getting much much better, and and people are getting like fifty thousand shots a day in the state of Minnesota. So I can't respond to your thing individually, other than to say I hear you. That's a legitimate concern. Yeah, well, so many things to get into. I think in general, I'm going to combine some of these COVID questions that have come in. Give us an update on timing right now. I know my own mother, who's in her 70s, was happy to get her first shot this past week. I thought it was long overdue. Uh, She had to go to Courage Center. My brother drove her. So what can you tell people right now? Yeah, you hear people about driving to other states and the like, and I don't know that that's helpful, but you know, people are doing what it takes to do to care for themselves and their families. The best I can suggest is just can, uh, I would go to the vaccine connector at Minnesota Department of Health. It's a great tool. It simply will tell you. you. It's a little thing you sign up for, and it'll tell you when your turn is coming up. And I think in the next one to two months, we're going to have just uh, floodgates are going to open on who can get the vaccine. So everybody, thanks for your patience. Thanks for continue to seek out the vaccine, and I hope you can all get it in the, just in the coming few weeks or a month or two. You can always connect with Dr. Hilden and me during the week on Twitter. He tweets at Dr. David Hilden. I tweet at Rashini R. And again, next week, Daylight Saving Time will catch you at the new time, 7 a.m. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.